On this team, we fight for that itch. On this team, we tear ourselves and everyone else around us to pieces for that itch. We claw with our fingernails for that itch. Here we go. Ladies and gentlemen, we are back at it again. You hear the vibes. You know what time it is. It is the Living Legends podcast, off-season edition. We are here to talk about some fantasy football in between time, in the meantime, before the season starts up again. Uh, you hear, you're you listening to the commish here, hosting with the, uh, with the usual Mr. President and Lord Dolan. And uh, we're joined today by a, a, a special guest, a uh, a juggernaut who was who was killed a little a little a little early in the in the playoffs before they really caused havoc. Uh, Wakanda righteous brother. So I'll, I'll start off with you, Mr. President. Say what's up to the people, and then we'll we'll move on to Lord Dolan. Good to be here. Um, I'm excited. I think it's every time you get back in the booth, it's a reminder of how much fun this is, and um, I look forward to the discussion. That's good. Lord Dolan's up. What's going on, everyone? The NFL may be in their offseason, but Living Legends doesn't sleep. We're back for a few more episodes today. Yes, sir. And Raquanda Righteous Brother, Jamal, what's going on, sir? Good evening, gentlemen. Uh, it's great to be here. Thank you very much. Yes, sir. So the idea of the pod today, we want to have a couple discussions to talk about the moving the moving uh, musical chairs that is the NFL um, quarterback situation. I'm forgetting who it was. Uh, I think it was uh, actually Adam Schefter that said the over-under on, on quarterbacks changing through uh, this offseason was 18, and he was going to take the over. And everyone was 18? like, wow. <laughs> 18? And everyone was like, sir, wow. there's only 32 teams. What are you talking about? <laughs> but he's out, <laughs> he's out here. Me hitting threes with his quarterback and moved in bunches. So, so, so we, uh, we we want to take some time and, and talk through it, have some shorter episodes, and just kind of talk about different things. Um, today, we wanted to dedicate some time to talk about probably the biggest impact fantasy-wise if they happen um, still as the at the time of recording this pod, Thursday, uh, Thursday night on March 4th. These have not happened, um, which means that, of course, while I'm while I'm editing this, the, it will break that it actually happens. But as of right now, we wanted to talk about the possibility of what it means for Deshaun Watson and and Russell Wilson to possibly be moved. Um, so we've got our, our our four people in the booth. We're going to just jump into the football discuss football guys discussion to to kind of go through that. It's Baltimore, gentlemen. The gods will not save you. All right. So, football gods. We uh, let, let's start off with probably maybe one of the biggest moves if it does happen. Deshaun Watson, the divorce that uh, <laughs> the slow, painful divorce that we've been watching from afar for a long time. How how did we get here with Deshaun Watson? We'll, Jamal, let, let's start off with you. I mean, what I guess catch people up if you've been sleeping under a rock. What's going on, and, and how do we get here with Deshaun Watson? 
Yeah, so I, was, I actually looked back on sort of the history of Deshaun Watson's tenure there and looked at the front office while he was the quarterback there, like since, once he got drafted. Um, it's it's kind of wild, actually. He, so he was drafted in 2017. Um, the GM, or just the, the person in charge of player personnel, was this guy Rick Smith. Um, he's when he drafted Deshaun Watson. Um, the coach at that time was um, Bill O'Brien, and the two did not get along. And also on the side, uh, well, a more important issue for Rick Smith was that his wife was sick. So he took an indefinite leave of absence and then um, did not return, um, whether that was because of his wife or whether because he lost some power battle um, with Bill O'Brien or both. Um, who's to say? But he did not return. Um, Bill, Bill O'Brien was able to replace Rick Smith, um, you know, with the owner's permission with his guy, um, I think his name was Brian Gaines. Um, who was basically a Bill O'Brien lackey. Um, that relationship turned sour within a year or maybe a year plus. Um, Gain was fired, and um, then we move into what's who's now there, um, Nick Casario um, from the Patriots. Also at the same time, Jack Easterby, who um, is basic, was basically the team chaplain in New England as well, um, moved, over, moved just... over from um, <laughs> New England over to... The Houston Texans. So you have this sort of New England Patriots takeover of the New, uh, the uh, Houston Texans front office and head coach um, situation as uh, Bill O'Brien at that, at that point is fired from both being a head coach and general manager. So Deshaun Watson, how we got here, Deshaun Watson has had uh, at least three, this is his fourth GM um, since he's been drafted in 2017. Um, wow. So he looks at that and says, that's dysfunctional. Um, the team ownership um, came to him during the season and said and told him, at least according to reports, that um, they want him to have input in personnel in the front office, input in who will be the head coach. Um, he gave that input and none of that was listened to. Um, those people were not either were not interviewed or were mm. sort of forced to be interviewed um, based on public pressure. Mm-hmm. Um, notably um, Eric Bieniemy as, as head coach. Um, but he also wanted to have uh, Robert Sala, who ended up being the head coach in the New York Jets, um, to be interviewed, and that didn't even happen. Mm-hmm. Um, so Deshaun Watson is now uh, understandably upset that his input was not listened to, and he wasn't even the one who demanded input. They came to him and said they wanted input from him. Um, so that's basically how we got to get to this point where Deshaun Watson is sitting out um, waiting for a trade to happen. That's that's uh that's really wild and and you know I think about uh, I was thinking about this uh, the fact that Deshaun Watson wants to leave and I was listening to someone to talk about it and basically the the sum was you know when you have a player that's on a team that's just always bad always missing the the playoffs always like mediocre at best you forget how ridiculously good that player can be you don't watch their games. You know, if they, either they're on your fantasy team or they're not, and you don't really pay attention to how they are. But I remember watching a couple Deshaun Watson games because either they were they're playing the Eagles or um, that was like you know I had Deshaun Watson, and you like the man is ridiculous. So it's like a you know yeah. a, a generational quarterback who in their prime would be moving to another team. Um, to mess this up is 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 next level. Uh, this is you, you don't see stuff like this happen. Yeah, and I think what's interesting is like this is 
you know, in Philly, everyone's been talking about the organizational failure of Wentz getting traded. The the institutional failure, and that term gets thrown around too often. I think Jamal laid out the case of how bad Houston has been dysfunctional. I think what's what's what will be interesting to see is like I think other owners are kind of nervous too. Like if Deshaun gets his way and pulls a James Harden, right, and gets to like pick a team that he wants to go in, this is this essentially will put all owners on notice. Before it's always been, hey, let me get the quarterback. Once you get the quarterback, we'll figure everything else out. If we struggle, well, the reality of you know, players are, you know, first round picks have, you know, five years plus two franchise tags that you can, you know, foreseeably get a quarterback and keep them for seven years, right? And own the rights to them before you can really be hit free agency. And, you know, he just signed a new contract, which they probably thought, oh yeah, he's good. We just gave him another four years. And if he's like, nah, I'm good. Let me peace out. Because Wentz got traded, you know, right before his new deal kicked in. Golf got traded right before his new deal kicked in. So, this is like an existential crisis in terms of the uh, NFL powers that be. And you can't blame them because they keep shipping off the good players. They've sucked. They haven't made the playoffs really. And when they have, they've gone in the first round. So uh, not, you know, not to mention just physically getting beat up. So I, I, I think this is like this power chess move between the Texans. And, you know, it sucks. They brought a new quarter. They have a new coach. Who's probably like, come on, man, you know, I only got this job because he's a quarterback. So if you leave, like, you know, I just bought this house out here, man. Come on, man. Can't you like, can we just make this thing right? Um, so that's that's just this is I don't even know. There's nothing to compare this to. To your to your point, if about um, the power struggle, I think I want to see Deshaun force his way out of Houston. Right to start holding ownership of teams mm-hmm. that accept mediocrity, that front office staff they accept mediocrity, and you know they just kind of meander around for the first five years of a franchise quarterback. They don't really do anything. So now you can have these teams that hey, you have a guy like Deshaun Watson. Let me let me finally get the pieces there instead of playing politics like Jamal laid out. You know, Bill O'Brien just kind of put his cronies in place. No, we're not going to have that cronyism in with nepotism we're going to get guys who are going to win because if we don't we're going to lose a player a generational talent like watson he's gone because he can do that and i think that's i think he can and he should and i think it'll be a good thing for the league yeah it'll change the way people move because if there's anything um people to this day still talk about you know the browns passing on on players when you pass on a on a, on a top flight quarterback people will talk about that for the next 10 15 years like oh you're the guys who passed on Mahomes when while you suck uh so I, I remember that so I can only imagine the heat that you would get if you have to trade away your top flight uh quarterback because you just couldn't do anything with it so with that what are some some possible destinations you know what what have you guys been hearing about places that that he could possibly land uh if, if a trade does go go through I mean, I, I don't think there's a place he couldn't land if he were to be actually become available. Um, mm. He is one of the few actual elite quarterbacks in the NFL. Um, you know, the, the position, while it's, it remains as important as it ever was, 
Um, it's probably easier to play quarterback today than it is, than it has ever been due to like how rules are enforced around hitting the quarterback and hitting receivers mm-hmm. over the middle. The easiest mm-hmm. pass now is just to throw it down the middle, um, which wasn't there before because the receivers would just destroy receivers if you did that. Um, but Deshaun Watson is of a class that is just elite that can actually cover up holes on a team um, or, or on the rest of the roster uh, just by by his own play. So, you know, him, Patrick Mahomes, you know, I, I would put that I would actually put them at the top, given their age as well, um, you know, even above a Tom Brady or an Aaron Rodgers, because, you know, they're. You know, we, we we think that Tom Brady is in the twilight of his career. We we don't really know. He, he just keeps playing. Um, but they're in their th- late thirties and forties. Um, Deshaun Watson's twenty five years old. Um, he could he could play till he's forty, and that's still fifteen years from now. Um, so yes. I don't think I don't think there's a place he couldn't go. Um, if he became available, I think everybody would put three first round picks, or at least they, that's just asking right off the bat. Three first round picks, or don't even come talking to me, and they would all do. All, every team would do that. Yeah. Yeah, Except the I, Chiefs, probably. Maybe the Chiefs, that's right. <laughs> Which is nuts, though. I mean, like, and... and So, this is this brings up the discussion, you know, that we were talking about before, where there's no good framework to talk about this, right? Typically, we only talk about leveraging the, you know, mortgaging the future for draft picks, for like, you know, first-round picks. Oh, we think RG3 is going to be the guy. It's going to cost you three first-round picks. And there, there's the gamble element of it, like, well, I mean, if he's good, okay. If he's not, then obviously we're screwed. But known commodity, top three at their position, I mean, you know, five first-round picks, right? Like, you know, first-round picks are important because they're the, they're the highest probability of you, you know, getting a blue-chip player. But you, any team would be like, if I know I can get a Deshaun Watson— and it means that, like, I just have to make it work in the, you know, in the second to fifth rounds every year. Like, mm-hmm. that's still a good proposal. Like, I remember someone talking about, they were like, there isn't enough compensation, right? Like, you can't get blue chip quarterbacks at fair market value because they are, like, such a precious rare commodity that you just, like, you, the price tags just don't make any sense. Um, you, you, you have to have something where it's like, well, he doesn't want to play for you, and he may retire, so mm-hmm. might as well get something to sort of force it. But you never see like, you know, hey, I'm happy where I like Patrick Mahomes is like really happy. If someone was like, hey man, what, what's it going to take to get Pat, Patty Mahomes? Like the Chiefs would be like nothing. Even if you gave <laughs> me your first round picks, like give me your your to twenty twenty forty all your first round picks. It's like, yeah, but you know. I may not like no one in their position will be around long enough to like really see that thing through. And it just, Mm -hmm. so that's the, that's the crazy thing. Like that's where I'm like, I don't know. I don't know if the league, you know, you know, the owners aren't afraid to collude. So, you know, (laughs) somebody call them up and be like, Hey bro, like you got to figure this stuff out. But, uh, you know, I'm going to throw you two first rounders just in case, but real talk, don't, don't give this man up. Don't give it up. Because if he does, like, it's like, it's curtains. It's like, it's lights out. Right. And he has a justifiable cause, but you can see the trickle down effect where, uh, especially, you know, players that come in and, you know, the idea of like, you need to, you need to stay, you need to stay playing so that you can, you know, support yourself. Like, I don't know. Like, I think this is like the next evolution of players retiring early mm. because they're like, I don't need the game. Like, I've made some money. I've, you know, stacked a couple of things and 
I don't need to play this game to get killed or play this game to like never to to like live in dysfunction. So uh, yeah, but I think there's 31 and you know, there are 30 up possible destinations that Deshaun Watson can go to, and uh, we'll see, man. Yeah, you you bring up a good point about the fact that there is a level of money making that happens that that you can get to that point where you can retire or force your trade where you know you're kind of like it doesn't matter I don't have to play for this one place um this illusion of you know put the team above everybody else and you know you are just a player for the team um and if you ask for more money you're a terrible person I think people are getting <laughs> past that point and realizing that like fuck that <laughs> like like you play where you can get your money because this is this is all temporary and me as a fan, I me as a fan of the Eagles, I used to, I'm like I care about the Eagles. Like when you are gone, bro, it was real while you were here, but like you're not an Eagle anymore. I don't really. Like, <laughs> yeah. I hope you made your money. I hope you're cool, but it is what it is. One one additional point, um, when we're talking about, and I know we're going to talk about draft compensation later, but you know, a team like the Rams that have traded a lot of first round picks for for current talent. Um, what they're basically betting is that, you know, after the first like seventeen draft picks in the first round, like you go from like pick like eighteen to forty seven or whatever, maybe fifty. Mm. They're, they're, the, the talent is basically the same. It's just a matter of fit at that point. So you're mm. if you're going to be drafting in the late first round every year, the idea of having a first round pick is overblown because you have the twenty mm. sixth pick. That's not the same yeah. as having the fifth pick. Right. Um, or the tenth pick, or the first pick. Um, so I think I think teams keep that should are going to start keeping that in mind more and more, and start devaluing, you know, the those late first round picks um, more, you know, and but even though they have value to other teams or maybe even fans because it's a quote unquote first round pick. Yeah, yeah, that's a that's a that's a good point, and, and I think you know we we kind of talked about him getting you know, three first rounders at the, at the very least. And obviously if you're, if you're the team trading for him, you've got to figure out a way to build your team around the fact that you don't have three first rounders, but you do have Deshaun Watson from a fantasy football perspective, what teams intrigue you and why, if they were able to, to land a Deshaun Watson, you know? So, so I guess to put a couple parameters, we're talking about a team that would, trade three first round picks so this team doesn't have a quarterback and uh you know which ones do you what team do you think would be would be something something special for me i'll put mine in since i've started up i think it'd be crazy if he was on the the panthers him with uh with run cmc with um with the with the young wide receivers that they have with an owner who David Tepper is, has has shown that like I'm I'm about that winning life like I'm going to do what it needs to be, what needs to be done. Um, I think it'd be I think it'd be pretty a pretty solid team and you have some you have a defense that's not terrible and could get you the ball back. I think it'd be better than you would think. Yeah, I mean I think to, to stick with the Panthers for a little bit. I think your um, NFC South. Um, which sort of leads me to the team that I thought you were going to say, um, which is the Saints. I think, mm-hmm. um, you know, I think, uh, you know, he can win any offense, but 
I like what Sean Payton can probably do with uh, with the Deshaun Watson, with Alvin Kamara. Um, but I think the Panthers would be interesting because I think there is this element of, you know, they're also a new team, a young team. Like he has the opportunity to kind of come in and not just like be the face of the franchise, but clearly he was interested in getting some like stake ownership, you know, cachet within an organization. Hard mm-hmm. to come in and say, you know, Sean Payton, like Drew Brees has that pull, but they've been together for like, you know, I don't know. 10, 12 years, won a Super Bowl together. I'm sure Deshaun Watson could like build himself up to there, but I would, I did, I do think it'd be interesting to just like, hey, we're out here trying to figure it out. Um, and obviously the talent, you know, the, the, the pairing of him and him and uh, McCaffrey would be, would be nuts. Uh, and, you know, they got, they have similar things that you saw in Houston that were successful, like, you know, do they have a Wolf Fuller who's super fast and can stretch the field and hopefully stay on the field more than Wolf Fuller, right? Um, you know, they don't necessarily have a D hop um, on the Panthers, but uh, they've got some they've got some pieces. So I think it's I think it's possible to sort of recreate some some magic there. That would be pretty, and that that team is pretty young as well. So that would be one of those not just yeah. hey, we've got like a one year window, two year window, but they can grow together. Yeah. Lord Dolan, who are, you, who are you thinking? My pick would be for the Niners out west. I I don't think Jimmy G's the answer, and I would love to see Watson in a Kyle Shanahan offense. Wouldn't be and fair. I think with with the receiving duo of Debo and Ayukin, I think with that zone running scheme, Watson can be the man, but he doesn't have to be the man because they can dominate you with the run. They have a solid defense. I don't know if it's going to be as good with Salah gone, but I think it'll still be good. And Deshaun Watson can just, I mean, pretty much ball out because it's not on his shoulders. But when he needs to win you a game, you know you have that you have that ace card. And, and I think that'd be great. And, oh, I forgot Kittle. I, <laughs> I mean, that offense suddenly becomes crazy with those offensive weapons in that running game with Deshaun at quarterback. Yeah, yeah. That's a that's a good one because like his ability, what he brings to the, he just basically extends the passing ability downfield with all the running ability mm-hmm. that they have underneath. Yeah, that becomes unstoppable. That's a good one. Um, my, my selection is the Dallas Cowboys. Um, <sighs> if you put him back there and he had Ezekiel Elliott at quarter at running back and you had the receivers Amari Cooper, um, Michael Gallup and C.D. Lamb, like I think that yeah. that offense. Yeah actually might might be better than the Chiefs offense. Like just man for man. I know they don't have the tight end. Um mm-hmm. but like they would put up re- a ridiculous number of touchdowns and, and mm-hmm. just overall fantasy points. Um yeah. I wouldn't want to see it, but yeah. that's that's <laughs> the uh that's to me that's that's the team that could take advantage most of Deshaun Watson from a fantasy perspective. And they have a piece. I mean, they if they were to say, listen, we'll we'll throw in Dak Prescott as a part of the trade to like lessen the amount of first rounders that we need to give you. They yeah. could do oh God, I would Don't say that. You know Jerry Jones isn't this podcast. Don't say that. <laughs> <laughs> He's gonna be there like, hey, you know, ain't that some shit? Yeah, let's let's, uh, let's do that. Right in state too, right? Yeah, right you know, the road. You, you don't even have to move. We'll we'll get you. you can use my jet to go home anytime you want. Like, um, 
No, that's a good one. I think I think Dallas is that's a you know, you would sort of have to bank on the like Uma, you know, Kellen Moore be you know, as the hype there to sort of like unlock him like, you know, Andy Reid and Biennemi for Patty Mahomes, but just in terms of like a three receiver backfield combo. It just it's another reason why I'm just like, how is Dallas not as good as they like like they should be they should be I mean, especially when their O line was good and they had everything else, like when everyone's healthy, they were like a top five offense for large large stretches and then they would just yeah. disappear. So um but anyway. Yeah. But I mean it's a it's a it's an interesting question. Um we'll see. Uh to keep the keep the pod short, we'll we'll kinda end the discussion there with uh with Deshaun. Obviously football <laughs> gods will uh will see if we'll be blessed with, with some movement and make the make the off season interesting and we'll we'll come back with another emergency pod if he actually does get moved and uh we'll 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 call it. So fellas there's any any parting words um, like we've said before we're gonna do this for all the uh, interesting pot, um, quarterbacks that could be moved but so with that we bid you adieu and uh, we'll we'll check in another day peace.